Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the newsroom of South Coast Today, this is ST Speaks. A podcast diving deeper into the news of the day and covering hot-button issues that matter to you. You're listening to ST Speaks. Welcome back to the Courtside with Kurt podcast. I'm Standard Times digital editor Brennan Curie, alongside longtime Courts and Cops reporter Kurt Brown. Thanks for being with me, Kurt. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me, Brendan. All right, so we, each week or uh, every few days, we sit down and discuss uh, mm-hmm. some of the different important court cases or, or uh, police actions going on in the area. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to talk about the case of Natalie Vieira, 58. Uh, he has been arrested uh, and charged with a hit-and-run accident in Dartmouth on uh, State Road uh, that unfortunately ended in a fatality. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he is being held on $25,000 bail, and you were um, at the hearing yesterday, the bail hearing, and there were a couple of new pieces of information that uh, came to light. That's correct. But before we get to the, uh, uh, to the new developments, um, I've been uh, different uh, people have called me about this, that uh, um, Mr. Vieira Vieira uh, is uh, transgender, and he has been uh, in the process of transitioning uh, from a uh, female to a male for the last uh, five years. Um, his official name uh, is still Natalie. Uh, however, he likes to be called, or he goes by uh, Marcos or Nat. Okay. Yeah, and he and he identifies as male, so uh, that is correct. We'll be using the uh, the proper pronouns and such throughout this this podcast. So. That's right. We want to be respectful. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, so the new developments, and um, it, it was very surprising. It came out of court. The prosecutor Matt Sylvier said that uh, uh, prosecutors are or the police have uh, learned that um, the accused, uh, Mr. Vieira, sent. Uh, text messages to someone in um, California. He used to live in in California. He's been living uh, in Westport uh, with his cousin since about July of last year. He also pays rent to his cousin, according to his defense lawyer, Don Crotty. So the prosecutor said that in these text messages, um, the accused had Asked someone to come and get me. Um, the prosecutor said that this demonstrates that uh, if granted ba- granted low bail, and that uh, <clears throat> Mr. Farry, Mr. Vieira was able to make it, uh, he would pose a, fi- a substantial flight risk. And um, so the judge. Uh, called a halt to the proceedings. He asked the police to to investigate these text messages. Um, Judge James McGovern uh, later came back and said that the text messages uh, were confirmed 
and uh, he set, uh, he gave the government, he granted the government's uh, bail request of uh, $25,000 cash. Uh, Don Crotty, who is um, the defendant's lawyer, uh, did not specifically request a bail amount. However, he said that he uh, could make $500 uh, cash bail. Uh, he had said that uh, his client uh, is a chef. Uh, as it turns out, he's a chef for Chartwell uh, and worked at UMass Dartmouth. Uh, we back-checked that with the university and was uh, and was told that he was let go by Chartwells. Um, the so Chartwell is a third party uh, that UMass Dartmouth contracts with uh, for their food services. So he was working; uh, he was not working for UMass Dartmouth, but he was working at UMass Dartmouth at for UMass another for Chartwells, another company. Chartwells which, uh, is there. He's no longer employed food, by uh, service provider. Um, the other thing of note uh, is worth following as this case develops: is the judge asked the prosecutor. Uh, where was he on uh, State Road? Where was she? Where the was the victim on uh, State Road? Was And he specifically asked, uh, was she in the road or was she on, a, uh, on the sidewalk? Uh, Assistant District Attorney Matt Sylvia said, answered by simply saying, unknown. The police are uh, continue to investigate that and uh, they're trying to determine that. And that would be important, obviously, for the case, whether she was, you know, in the road, not in a, a crosswalk or anything, or if she was, uh, you know, on a sidewalk, it'd be uh, probably a very different case. Or attempting to cross over. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we do know kind of where it was. So it was on sorry. State Road. It was kind of near uh, where the, the paint store is, and there's a hair salon um, down there. Uh, it's, uh, I'm sorry, it's, I'm blanking on the name of the, the paint it's, store. It's right in between Sherwin-Williams. Sherwin-Williams, that's Paint sorry. store and the Heads of State Salon. Um, the on next, the east side, the, um, it's, or on, it's, he was driving eastbound. Uh, that is correct. Yep. Yeah, um, and the building after on State Road, after uh, the Heads of State Salon, is the Moby Dick Motel where she was staying. So yeah, so to back up a little bit, this accident took place on March third. Uh, at about 7 o'clock, uh, the victim was Stacia Lynn Feria. Mm -hmm. uh, she's 33, uh, and she did have, leaves behind a fiancé, Justin David Griffey, mm -hmm. and a daughter as well. Uh, so, so very sad there. Very sad. And uh, so, yeah, we don't know exactly what, what, where she was in terms of the road, mm -hmm. um, but uh, she, was, she was struck and killed on March 3rd at about 7 o'clock, and uh, the the perpetrator drove away that is correct um it was a it was a hit and run um but police were able to figure out that it was a chevy uplander mm -hmm. and i believe they put out uh, kind of a notification to everyone to be on the lookout for a chevy uplander and it was actually uh mike's auto body in mm -hmm. fall river that came forward and said that they had had a they had towed a car mm -hmm. that it had some front end damage a chevy uplander that had front end damage and so that was kind of how they were able to track him down mm -hmm. the owner of mike's um auto body called me and said he bought the car from the woman. The woman oh. wanted to get rid of the car. And I've conf I confirmed that with the police the other day. Um, I've also been to this area where the accident happened, and there are sidewalks there. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because some parts of state, state road don't have sidewalks. That so. is correct. Uh, there's just a little narrow path. But in that area, there definitely is about a, a three-foot sidewalk there. Um, plenty of room to walk. Now, the night that this happened was the night after the um, second nor'easter. Oh yeah, the big the big rain windstorm. It was not raining on on that Saturday night, uh, but it was very windy. When I went to the scene, I made note that um, and there were no trees. There's no trees in that particular area. So it's pretty clear and and open it's and clear. yeah. So so now after they had gone to Mike's auto body and identified the vehicle mm-hmm. itself, uh, so they went and talked to Rosa Pixoto. Correct. That is the uh, accused's cousin. Cousin. Um, so she lives in Westport, and, mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, suspect had been staying with her. And uh, she said that she'd had the vehicle towed because her cousin had hit something last weekend. He uh, initially told police he did not drive the vehicle, mm-hmm. but then later uh, said that he had been he had stopped at Lizzie's Liquors and was mm-hmm. headed to the the Walgreens. I'm guessing up at the corner by Walmart, that up at the, the the light up there. Um, when uh, he saw something quickly pass in front of him, mm-hmm. he told police, and he thought he hit a light pole, then panicked, turned around, and drove home. Mm-hmm. So that's what he had, he had told police uh, after the incident. So the victim, uh, when police arrived, the victim was uh, deceased. Uh, the, the importance of these text messages is that they... Uh, cast doubt on his statements about thinking that he hit a light pole um he's his one of his text messages he said uh, come and get me mm-hmm. And the fact that he drove away probably negates a little bit of the was she on the sidewalk, was she in the road. If, Absolutely you know, if, right. you, if you hit someone and you totally don't feel like it's your fault, you're probably not driving away. There's no excuse for leaving Absolutely. the scene. Yeah, so so now uh, so he, the bail has been set at twenty five thousand. If mm-hmm. he does uh, come up with a bail, if he makes bail, uh, he would have to surrender his passport. He'd be on home confinement with GPS monitoring and would not be allowed to drive. That is correct. Um, and then he also there is also issued a bail revocation warning, mm-hmm. um, so that if he was rearrested while out on bail on anything his, on anything, his bail would be revoked and he would have to stay in jail. Um, and so as of now, I guess the case has been continued until April tenth. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what, what's the next step here? What happens? Um, from what I understand, this case is bound for uh, superior court. <clears throat> they have a lot more investigating to do. Mm. Uh, he has pled not guilty, I guess we should, yeah, we, we should mention that. Yeah. Definitely should. And um, there is a presumption of innocent in all cases until there is a determination. Um, so uh, the case will be back before the court in the Veteran District Court on April 10th. But don't be surprised if this case uh, fi- uh, finds its way to Superior Court, either through, uh, m- most likely through an indictment. All right. So that's the case of Natalie Vieira, uh, again, who identifies as male, uh, is transgender and goes by Marcos or uh, Nat, you said, right? That's correct. It was, uh, so he is... Uh, been ordered, uh, held on $25,000 bail, charged with leaving the scene of personal injury and death, mm-hmm. unlicensed operation of a motor vehicle, and operating an unregistered vehicle. That's correct. All right. And we will uh, continue following the case, Kurt. I'm sure you'll be on the, on the beat. I will be. And as always, you can listen to this podcast, Courtside with Kurt, on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, and on Omni. And we embed it in most of Kurt's uh, crime stories. And you can always read Kurt's work in the print edition of the Standard Times and online at southcoasttoday.com. Thanks, Brendan. 
Thanks, Kurt. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.